Don't you guys love those political memes that, you know, we, we try and take a complex issue and put it into a picture in a sentence, and somebody's supposed to, like, you know, change to our point of view because they've seen this picture and, and, and sentence? Well, I found a meme, actually, it kind of found me. I found a meme that perfectly uh, uh, encapsulates man's image in this meme. Here we go. Right? Right? Ladies, have you ever had a conversation that looks something like this? Hey, babe, you, the lawn looks good. You get it, did a good job mowing the lawn. And, and outwardly, he says, yeah, I know, but the weed's here, and I can't get rid of them, and I didn't do a good job of trimming. You know what's going on inside of his mind, right? Here's what he's saying. He'd never say it out loud, but here's what he's saying. Dang straight woman, my yard looks good. I got the best stinking yard on the block. That hobo that lives next to me is practically homeless because he don't know how to cut grass. That's what's going on inside your, 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 your man when he's outwardly humble. And if you've ever been frustrated with any of this, ladies, just blame God. Ah, because, 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 because this is part of the image that God has shared with man. We're going to take a look at that. We're going to look at a kind of an odd uh, scripture just to read it out, out, out and about. But it's actually the wedding processional of Solomon and his wife. But in that day, the wedding was about um, the man. It was the man's day, not the women's day. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's how it was back then. It just is what it is. And then, but on top of that, this was the king of the nation that was the superpower of the world. So the most powerful man in the world, the richest man in the world, and the wisest man in the world. He was kind of a big deal. So Paul wasn't in here to enjoy that. Paul, bro, like what's going on? Anyway, uh, so uh, 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 so as we read this, kind of have that in mind, but we see embedded in this text, God's image in man in this text. Song of Solomon chapter 3, verse 6, we'll throw it up on the screen. Also, you can find it in our app underneath resources. What is coming up from the wilderness like columns of smoke scented with myrrh and frankincense from every fragrant powder of the merchant? Some of you thought you burned incense in college, but none of you probably got to the point where they could see you coming a mile away because you burned so much incense, it looked like a pillar of smoke. This is the wedding processional here. It is Solomon's royal litter. Now you're like, wait a minute, incense and cats. Is this dude in, the, in his mom's basement? No. Royal litter is the thing that kings uh, travel on, their little portable throne. We got a picture of one that you may recognize here. You got that? You got that? You got that? That one, that one, that one. All, Prince Ali from Aladdin. That is a litter right there. His was riding in on an elephant for Solomon, surrounded by 60 warriors from the mighty of Israel. Verse 8. All of them are skilled with swords and trained in warfare. Each has his sword at his side to guard against the terror of the night. I mean, in any Middle Eastern set movie, you see this. Like the buff men without shirts, sweat glistening and muscles glistening and swords on their sides. This is, this is the same thing. 60 of them. But that's only 60 of all the people that he has. King Solomon made a sedan chair for himself with wood from Lebanon. He made its post of silver and its back of gold, its seat of purple. Its interior is in, inlaid with love by the young women of Jerusalem. That last sentence is a little weird. Essentially, what, how we would say it is made with pride in America. All right? He has the best materials and the best craftsmanship, really best craftswomanship for this chair. 
Come out, this is the wife saying this, come out, young woman of Zion, and gaze at King Solomon, wearing the crown of his mother placed on him, the day of his wedding, the day of his heart's rejoicing. We'll talk about that more towards the end, and actually that's going to be the subject of next week's sermon. But we see the image of God that, that God shares with man here, the sixth ingredient in a growing marriage. I meant to go to Burger King to get one of these, but I just didn't make it there this week. Crown. Crown. The image of God that God shares with man is twofold. Master of his domain and provider. Master of domain. We see this in, in the Solomon passage because, look, he was king, but he had these 60 men all surrounding him that could cut him in half and rip him in half if they wanted to, but he was master of domain. He was the king. And fellas, don't we kind of like that? But that is something God put in us from the beginning. What did God tell us? After he created the garden, what did he say? Go and have dominion over what I created. He is sharing that image with us. But here's the tension. Here's the rub. Here's how it fleshes it out in my, in my life. We'll see. We're going to bring a round table up here. We'll see if I'm alone in this. But if, 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 we are not, if we do not feel like we're the master of our domain, if we walk into the room and we do not feel like an expert, if we do not feel like we contribute, if we, do, if we feel like everybody else around me has it all put together, but I do not, we feel like a little kid. And if that is the narrative as guys that we are telling ourselves and we are, we, are, we are having other people tell us, and ladies, if intentionally or unintentionally, if that's the narrative you are telling your man that you're a little kid, guess what we're going to get? Little kids. We have an epidemic of that in the culture. And guys are going to be the master of their domain. It's either going to be in reality or it's going to be virtual. And it shows itself in two key ways today virtually. One, video games. Master of our domain without commitment and sacrifice. Don't we love movies? If I told you guys to tell me movies where, where we see conquering with commitment and sacrifice every single guy here it wouldn't take them long to be able to name braveheart as one of the movies right why do we love it why do we love it it's conquering with commitment and sacrifice but video games it's conquering without commitment and sacrifice i know i'm not talking about having recreation and having fun and etc but if that is the narrative of your life that you conquer virtual reality without commitment and sacrifice through video games we're not living out the image that is inside of us. The second virtual reality that we go to is porn, where we conquer sexually without commitment and sacrifice. Guys, it doesn't take commitment and sacrifice to look at porn. And then also the hookup culture, the Tinder, the swipe right culture, that we are conquering sexually without commitment and sacrifice. We become masters of our own virtual domain. But that is not how God intended it. That is not how God had, had created us to be. There's going to be a hole in our heart if that's how we're living this thing out. And chances are, if that's how we're living out, we need to conquer our wife's heart again with commitment and sacrifice. And we need to conquer the trust and respect of our children through commitment and sacrifice. And we need to go and work again through conquering or commitment and sacrifice. If you want a good picture of what this looks like, go watch The Intern. We watched that this weekend. Great movie. Young men, you want to see how to get it done at work? How to conquer at work with commitment and sacrifice? Watch The Intern. 
Image number one, master of domain. Image number two, provider. God shares the image of provider with us. It's ingrained in us for this. But the tension there is that we are sub-provider. As guys, the Bible says if we do not take care of our families, we're worse than an unbeliever. I'm not talking about getting laid off and and all, all that. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about if we just flat out won't provide, we're worse than an unbeliever, the Bible says. But at the same time, for our provision, we are on our knees before God asking him how he wants us to provide for our family. See, it's really easy to forget about God in our culture, in our suburban work culture today. Why? Because our check just magically appears in our bank account, right? We don't even have to deposit it anymore. It's done for us. And we don't have to worry about and, and seek out God for our provision because it's going to hit there either yesterday or in another two weeks, Right? And then, young guys, are you providing for yourself? You're lacking the image of God inside of you if you're not going out and providing for yourself. If you're relying on other people as your narrative. Guys, it's not sexy to have six-pack abs. You know what's sexy if you sit down on the first date and say, here's my plan to have three to six months of savings. And here's my plan to have a 100% down payment on a home so that whomever I marry doesn't have to worry about rent or mortgage ever. You know what you're going to get? A second date. (laughs) No amens, dang straights or anything from women there? Okay, all right. Like I'd set that up for you to help us out here. Now that's not saying that it has to be perfect. You've got to have it all figured out. That is saying, I wish I'd go back and change some things, though. God shares the image with us as provider. And ladies, you may be saying, look, master domain, isn't that dom- domineering? No. Commitment and sacrifice, right? Don't forget about that. The last part of this section is about women bringing out that kingly nature in their man. Well, isn't that going to give him a big head? Too late. First of all. Second of all, didn't you want him to bring out the beauty, uniqueness, and completion in you a couple of weeks ago? Because that's your image that God has shared with you? What about the image that God has in him? We're going to talk more about that next week. Guys, two sentences. One from the negative, one from the positive says the same thing. Be accomplished. In church, we've neutered men from being accomplished. We think that accomplishment and humility are opposite. It's not. Jesus was the most driven person ever on the face of the earth, and he was the most humble. Be accomplished, but not at the expense of your family and God. Be accomplished, but not at the expense of your family and God. To say it positively, be accomplished to the benefit, to the full benefit of your family. Financially, but also physically, also uh, emotionally, also spiritually. To the full benefit of your family and to the glory of God. If we with our lips say that God has blessed us with the promotion, yet 
don't show up to church or don't uh, uh, think about God throughout the week or don't tithe. It's all a farce. It's not to his glory. Glory is making the invisible visible. Be accomplished to the visibility of God. I'm trying to figure out what that looks like within the realm of refereeing myself. What God has in store for that inside of his kingdom. We're going to pull up a round table. We're going to sing a song, pull up a round table like we did a couple of weeks ago so that we can kind of get a full view and see if I'm the only one that, 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 that feels this way. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just crazy. But as we go into this time of reflection, guys, be in prayer. Jesus, how do you want me to live this thing out? What does it look like for me? To live out the image that you have shared with me. And think about that. God has shared his image with us. I wish I had that verbiage a couple weeks ago with the ladies, but it's the same thing for the ladies. He shared his image with you. He's shared his image with us. Think how huge that is. Now, how are we going to steward that image? Pray to that end. I want to be up here. We'll have a couple of people kind of around if you want to pray with somebody, but pray to that end. And then start acting like the image that God has given us. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. I just pray that you will um, let us steward the image that you have put inside of us well so that we can see, uh, we can make you visible and make you uh, known uh, to people around. We just thank you and we love you. It's in the name we pray. Amen. Uh, so uh, I got Paul to my right, your left. This is our student team lead here. I got Grant, my left, your right, and then Denny, stream left. So, uh, uh, we threw it, can you throw that meme back up on the screen there? There, how I feel when I fix something. Um, guys, is this, uh, you, you guys agree with this? You guys, you guys um, connect with this? How, how does this explain us? Um, I don't have a lot of, like, confidence in my ability to fix things, so when I do, I am a lot like that. Usually shirt off, too. <laughs> um, Body paint? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. To me, honestly, like, I, when I see this, I think of Genesis, right? God created the earth, and then he looked back, and at, after each day, he saw, this is good, right? He took pride in what he did, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I just see that. Like, I take a lot of pride in the things that I do, whether it be fixing something or just work. I want to be the best, and I think that that is kind of God's character showing in us. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing that we take pride yeah. in what we do. Um, well, I agree with Paul. And another way to look at this can also be when you're in a room with a lot of very successful people, too, where we can feel like we're a lot smaller and tinier, especially with, like, when you're around famous people or accomplished people, like Denny. (laughs) Shane was like... It's going to be you, Grant, and Denny. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Denny's had lunch with Macklemore. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's all no clue. <laughs> so I would have to agree with Paul, except for the fact that I am kind of a, I guess you would say, a handyman. Um, I feel like I could fix just about anything. And well, I'm, you've taken you've taken tumors out of people. I, I, I'm the I'm the type of person that uh, brandy. I, 
I don't like I don't like to not know something. I guess you would say I've, <laughs> I've tore stuff apart, and it's taken me ten times longer <laughs> to fix it than, and it's been three times more costly than just taking it to someone and getting it fixed. <laughs> but he looks like that when he's done, right? <laughs> Bam! Yeah. And she'll come out to my barn, and she'll be like. What are you doing? I said, just give me time. Just give me time. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll clean it up. Just give me time. And uh, she's tolerated me for 16 years of doing that and uh, put up with me. But that's just, uh, in my mind, I, I think I can do it. And a lot of times it takes me a lot longer and it's a lot more expensive. But yeah. whatever. Well, for me, in 15 years, it's more, it's more like I called somebody to fix that. Um, talking about uh, master domain and you you know where you went a little bit of of talking about you know when you find yourself in a room or in a round panel where you're not the uh, most experienced expert in and and kind of that kid coming out or or however it fleshes itself out for you how does it flesh out for you like that you know I shared a little bit about you know I really do feel like a little kid like in that situation feel like a little kid uh, and I can go back into my into my shell which is hard to do um but uh what does it look like for you guys to be in that situation how have you kind of struggled through that and had any struggles in that um i mean personally like if i'm being honest i don't really lack for confidence um like i think oftentimes if i felt like i had the funds i'd probably go denny's way <laughs> you know what i mean but i'm just like i feel like a lot of times like if i screw this up there's no way we can afford to get it fixed so better get that right <laughs> the first time but just saying like so I don't lack for confidence, but I do struggle a lot with the feeling like I need to be respectful of people around me that are, does that make sense? Like standing on my own, I, uh, 25, I'm 25, I'm kind of going through that transition where, um, you know, I'm married and I have a kid and I know I'm an adult man and, and, and I have those responsibilities, but also like there's lots of people who are older than I am, have more experience than I, I do. And so how do I stand out on my own and yet keep that respect level where it needs to be. Like, I right. don't want to come off yeah. as he's being disrespectful or a know-it-all or... Um, All that in a so, bag of chips. Yeah. I just, that's, that's the struggle for me, is how do, I, how do I stand on my own without knocking someone else down or being disrespectful? Right. Right. Um, for me, uh, through high school and college, I never la- lacked the confidence at all, and I was a real hothead, but as I've <laughs> uh, grown into the teaching... And in Marionville, for example, I'm the youngest teacher by in our middle school by a decent amount. So it's kind of, I always need to be told that I'm doing a good job. And I've gone to Jack a bunch and to get <laughs> reassurance and Caitlin as well. Because, I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing the best just because I lack the experience and confidence as gone down a little bit since when I a couple years ago I think with me I think it's kind of a life cycle uh I think as I get older um you know I I turned 40 last July I guess I'll be 41 soon Uh, (laughs) and saying that in front of you all just sounds so bizarre because in my mind I don't feel like I'm that old so but I think that uh you know I think if I look at my life and I, I look at, I think it's a cycle. I think when you're younger, you depend. Um, when me and Brandy first uh, got married, there was a neighbor, and he was probably 20 years older than me, 30 years older than me, I don't remember. But, um, you know, he he ended up being one of my best friends because he mentored me and he taught me a lot. And 
you know, I see myself now, uh, you know, 16 years later, um, being in a spot to where I can help, um, you know, help people with, you know, making some life decisions that, you know, maybe I made mistakes along the way and help someone not make them and such. So I think it's just a life cycle and someday I'll be like Clyde and be the wisest man alive and, and know everything. So uh, someday I'll get there. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I like that word cycle, as, as you guys have talked about, because as, as Nicole can attribute, you know, I go through cycles of, and, and up here you probably think that, you know, I'm confident and, and together and, and, and put, put together. Okay, no. Um, but, you know, behind closed doors, uh, I can definitely feel like, again, the kid in the room, when you're talking about grand scheme of church and seeing, oh man, this guy gets to speak here and he just came into town and he's doing this and I went to school with him. He's a bum, but he's like, uh, and, and so, you, and so you can kind of feel like that in cycles and, and, and depending on, um, you know, quite frankly, a lot of times attendance on Sunday and, and how things are, 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 are. Um, how things go, you can go to Monday and go, I'm a, I'm a loser, you know, and, and, and stuff. So, um, so it definitely goes in cycles. Um, uh, how about this idea of being provider, but yet being sub-provider and that tension in, in, in the life that we live kind of in suburbia America of trying to live out that tension as a guy of, as both provider, but sub-provider. Um, I think that's maybe my biggest struggle. I think Jerrica could attest to that, and I'm going to come off sounding cocky, that, and I don't mean to, but like I do have the confidence. I'm, I'm an intelligent guy. I, you know, got school paid for. Like I, I could have done anything that I wanted to do in life, if that makes sense. Like originally, my plan, I, I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer. I wanted to build airplanes for Boeing. That that was my plan. Um, and then God had a different plan. He called me into ministry, and. Uh, for those of you that don't know, there's not a whole lot of money in, in ministry. Um, yeah, you're almost making I'm what almost you would be at Boeing. I'm almost making like a six hundredth <laughs> of what I would have um, And for me, like, it's not even the fact that I need that money. It's just like I want to be able to provide for Jerrica and Cordelia and feel like they don't have to go with things without things that they need and, and sometimes just things that they want. Like, we've been very blessed that everything's always been provided for. And in that, I see, like, I struggle a lot with, man, I just, I wish I could do more. I feel like I should be doing more. I know I'm capable of more and, and um, sometimes have even, like, apologized to Jerrica. I'm sorry that things aren't better from a financial <laughs> standpoint. Um, I just, I feel like I'm failing you. And she always assures me I'm not and I'm crazy and all that. But I just feel <laughs> like um, I could be better but then I look at what God has done for us, right? right. And we own a, um, a beautiful home that kind of just fell in our laps. And I believe 100% was a total God thing. Did that and, hurt? And you know, home. Yeah. Um, I'm a big guy. I could take it. Okay. Um, and we, we, for, you know, both having college degrees, um, virtually have no debt. And... Um, just everything's been taken care of, even with her pregnancy. Her and Cordelia almost died, and neither one did. And, and, and things have been taking, taken care of. And so where I feel like I'm failing as a provider, God is constantly showing me that, look, if you trust in me and you put your faith where it needs to be put, you're going to have the things that you need. And um, that's just constantly been the case. So, I 100% agree with what Paul just said. And... A big struggle for me was last school year when 
I was a para at Republic, and for those of you who don't know, paras do not make that much money. But a wee bit above pastors. <laughs> but I completely respect them, and some so during this point in my life, I definitely felt like I wasn't providing for Caitlin because she was making like probably three times what I was making. So that was a real struggle for me, and that's where I really had to rely on God. And then through this, I ended up with a job at Marionville, and it was completely a God thing. And he definitely provides all the time for us. Well, I would have to say, Brandy, when it comes to... I, I sometimes try and control things in my life and the direction my life goes. And uh, she always tells me, you know, you need, to, you need to put it in God's hands. And she tells me, I don't know how many times she's told me that, but she's the one that always keeps me balanced and in line, um, pointed in the right direction. Um, you know, she's the one I lean on when, when things do get stressful and aren't going well. Um, and she, that's all she has to say, put it in God's hands. And uh, there's been many points in 16 years that she's looked at me and told me that. And we've been far blessed. Um, I've, you know, where we're at now is um, I grew up in Potosi, Missouri. Anybody knows where that's at? <laughs> it's a little town in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, joined the Army, and it just kind of just flailed from there. And we ended up, I ended up in Republic and marrying her and been here 16 years. So, um you know, that's, I think that's one of my biggest struggles is, you know, a lot of times I try and, I guess you would say, direct my life, and it's hard for me to sometimes realize, no, it's it's truly in God's hands. So I credit my wife for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, much like Paul, when we went through a church plant fail and that time period, both... Um, professionally and then uh, financially of trusting in God that he, he's got a plan and waiting on that. And, um, you know, and, and as you said with, with Brandy, with Nicole, my wife, of, of being able to, to keep us focused in uh, when I was having a bad day, she was, she was strong and vice versa, um, of being able to keep us focused uh, ahead. And um, that, was, that was huge for us. And, and God took us through that time in, in order to teach us about thick and thin i'm i'm the provider but you're the sub provider and i also want to kind of say this disclaimer you know i wanted to get done in 10 minutes in the sermon so i had to cut stuff so but um to 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 say to say this this isn't like maybe i heard old school sermon you know whatever of uh the guy only should work and blah 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 it's not what we're talking about we're talking about the image of god in man okay and so, actually, if you read Proverbs 31, if you read that with us during this reading plan, um, that's a pretty bad mamma jamma entrepreneur woman in Proverbs 31. Like, uh, like serious, <laughs> like, like Shark Tank serious yeah. entrepreneur uh, there. So, uh, the Bible doesn't necessarily uh, uh, speak to that. But, and then in what Grant was talking about, um, you know, there's times, there's, there's, there's seasons in life, and that doesn't mean that, you know, that Grant was doing wrong being a parent. It just, it just is what it is, and we pray through that, and we lead through that, and we go through that, and, and, and God teaches us through those times. So I kind of wanted to say that as well as kind of a disclaimer towards, against kind of what you would maybe heard in the past, um, 
with I that. that? Yeah. Something quick. Just, well, along those lines, like through this whole situation where I've struggled with um, the strictly financial aspect, God has kind of laid, you know, laid on my heart and taught me that we are co-providers. And um, Jerrica's my sugar mama. She makes, you know, more, the, the more money. I'm just... I'm saying, but like I can be a provider in other ways is all I'm getting to is it's not all financial. It's a partnership and, and, uh, God's taught me. Absolutely. Absolutely. 